You may be seated. You know, I was thinking, it is really fun worshiping the Lord at any given day. Isn't that the truth? Whether it's Christmas or any of the high holy days, whatever it is, any given time, it is a good time to worship the King, right? Any given time is a good time to worship the Lord. So we actually have a unique day, right? This day didn't happen in the last 11 years. The last time we had Christmas on Saturday was in 2010. Did you guys know there was like a formula, I guess? Since the 1900s, they've like kind of figured out. I checked it out on the internet. And, <laughs> and uh, there's a pattern. There's a pattern of like six years, and then after that it's another five years, and then after that it's six years, and then after that it's 11 years where Christmas falls on Shabbat. So I guess the next time is going to be in 2027. I set it on record. Please don't stone me if that doesn't happen on the 27th. I Googled it. <laughs> All right, cool. So it's on my heart today to bring a short exhortation, encouragement um, Today, it's not going to be long. It's a short teaching. It's a short exhortation. Um, and the context is that the incarnation reminds us that God's, God's word, that God is faithful to bring about what he said he would do. All right? God, if he said it, he's going to back it up. He's going to make it come to pass. And the incarnation is actually the greatest example, one of the many greatest examples. But we get to, to actually enjoy that. We get to meditate on that. I'm sure our families, we got together and we kind of told the story of the incarnation. And we saw how beautiful this is. It tells us that God's will, God's word will always come to pass. So you can start my timer now. <laughs> okay, let's turn to, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. God will always bring about what he said he will do. All right, that's the heart of the message. Now the birth of Yeshua the Messiah happened this way. When his mother Miriam was engaged to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Ruach HaKodesh. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, made up his mind to dismiss her secretly. What an honorable thing to do. But while he was considered, considering these things, behold, an angel of Adonai appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Miriam as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Ruach HaKodesh. She will give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua. 
the shorter version of Yehoshua, which is God is our salvation. God our salvation. For he will save his people from their sins. This is where the heart of the message is. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by Adonai through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Immanuel, which means God with us. Isn't it ironic that Matthew is careful to write there, to write here and say that this took place in order to fulfill what Adonai had spoken through the prophet, right? So what is the context of what Adonai had spoken through the the prophet Isaiah? So when we look at at Isaiah, right, Isaiah chapter 7, this is where the prophecy comes from. And the prophecy of the virgin birth is in the context of the northern king of Israel and the king of Assyria forming an alliance to wage war against King Ahaz of the southern or the, the, of Judah. They were going to wage war. They conspired. They wanted Judah or King Ahaz to join their alliance so that they would actually fight against the Assyrians. But he refused to do that. And now what they're doing, the two kings are conspiring to wage war against King Ahaz and they're going to get rid of King Ahaz and they're going to put another king, uh, I think it is uh, another king from Syria, right? They're going to put another king so that they would form this three-way alliance to wage war against Assyria. So King Ahaz is in the midst of all this conspiracy. He's afraid for his life. He's also afraid for the line of David. This is kind of, it's, it's coming against the security of the kingship of David. Now, King Ahaz was not, um, he was not a, um, a faithful king, right? He was actually a uh, an evil king, he sacrificed his son to Molech, right? I mean, he was not a good king. But the, the, the trials and the temptations that, that he was facing, the war that he was facing was a legitimate fear that he had. And there was trouble coming before him. He was afraid for his life, and he was afraid that the throne of David was at stake But what did God say to David? In 2 Samuel 7, God made a covenant with David, right? And he said to him that he would raise up a seed who would come forth from him and that he would establish a kingdom and he will build the house for the name of Adonai and he would establish his throne, his kingship forever. God had spoken to King David that his kingship was going to last forever, that there was going to be this king Messiah that would come in the line of David and that would sit on the throne of David forever. God spoke it.
But King Ahaz needed a reminder. Not only that, he, in the midst of where he was at, right, the Lord sent Isaiah to give a word to Ahaz. He said to him, the attack is not going to succeed. The alliance is going to break. Matter of fact, the northern kingdom is going to be dispersed and Assyria is going to come over in 65 years. The Lord spoke a word to him. He also said to him to keep calm. I'm pulling these, these uh, utterances from Isaiah 7, okay, just to be concise. He said to him, be calm, be quiet, do not be fearful, do not be faint-hearted, but trust in God. God will be with you. So Isaiah is speaking to King Ahaz in the moment of trouble, and he's saying to him, don't be troubled, don't be afraid, the Lord is going to be with you. God, Emmanuel, is going to be with you. Don't be afraid. Don't do anything stupid. Well, what was King Ahaz doing? He was doing a back-end deal with the king of Assyria and trying to make a deal. He was being wise in his own understanding. So he needed a word. Don't do anything stupid. God is with you. Just be still. (laughs) And then in verse 9, he also says, if you don't trust, you will not stand. So what was this word that the Lord gave? It says that the Lord gave a sign, right? And the sign is said to him, you know what? I'm going to give you a word. You're afraid for your life. You're afraid for the kingship of David. I'm going to give you a sign. Matter of fact, ask for a sign. King Ahaz says, you know, in this faux religious approach, he's like, I'm not going to test the Lord. I'm not going to ask a sign. The Lord's like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm going to give you a sign. And Isaiah, in that context, he gives this prophecy about the virgin birth, about the son that will be born from the virgin, a woman of a marital age who is also understood to be virgin, that there would be a son born and that this son would be the sign that was given to Ahaz at that time. When does this happen? 734 years later. That's a sign that the Lord is with me? Yes, it is. Because Dianu, the Lord had spoken to David. That should have been enough. Right? But the Lord is still faithful. He gave a word of encouragement, even though he was an evil king. He gave a word. He gave a word, and I'm not going to get into the details of of the virgin birth. There's so many, you know, scholarships on it. I take that as a literal messianic prophecy. It is speaking of a literal messianic king that is going to be born from a literal virgin at a specific time, and that is the story of the incarnation of the king of kings, Yeshua the king, the son of David. So, yeah, so what's the takeaway for us today, right? Sometimes we might need a word 
The Lord is so faithful to give us a word of encouragement. Some of us have held on to things that the Lord has spoken to us. We've treasured those things. We've pondered them. But the encouragement today is if God has spoken it, he will bring it about. And the, and the watch out is don't do a side deal with the enemy. Don't do a side deal with the enemy because God, if he said it, he's going to bring it about. He's a faithful God. And we can see that in the incarnation, in the story of the incarnation. Now, the, just to, to go back, you know, the, the, the fact that this prophecy was not only just a sign for Ahaz, right? The, 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 the context was that the Lord said, I will be with you, don't be afraid. And he gave him a sign, right? And what was at stake? It was the throne of David. What does that mean? If Yeshua is born and, and that prophecy is speaking about the Messiah that is born, he is the son of David who was born, right? He lived Torah perfect life. He, he demonstrated the kingdom through signs and wonders. He taught his disciples. He raised up his disciples. He raised up a following, right? He, he became the lamb of God who was slain from the foundations of the earth. He died because of sin. He was buried. He was resurrected, and then he sent the Holy Spirit. But one more thing is, is missing. The son of David needs to come back to sit on a literal throne in Jerusalem. So the incarnation, this sign, right? Yes, there's a partial fulfillment of it, but there's yet another fulfillment of this prophecy, which is Maranatha, come Lord Yeshua, Bo Yeshua, when Yeshua comes, the son of David comes and he sits on his throne, then we will see the fullness of this prophecy. So meaning, it demand, the, the sign demanded for the second coming of the Messiah. You see the connection there? Now, I just want to take it back to the application for us in this season. I feel like this is a, just a seasonal message that we are to be a people that press into the Lord for the word that he has promised, for the things that he has said, for the ways that he is leading us, that we are to contend for those. And we are to be a people that don't do side deals to bring about that word in our own understanding. So that is the encouragement. The encouragement is that God said it, he will bring it to pass. And the caution is, don't try to do what God is supposed to do. Amen. Amen. I think that's, I'm going to keep it short. So if the worship team could come up front, and let's just kind of respond. Uh, we can worship. Rich, Tom, if you guys want to add anything, you're welcome to. Okay. Amen. Let's worship one more time.